Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. Sometimes it feels like I'm watching from the outside. Sometimes it feels like I'm breathing. But am I alive? I won't keep searching for answers that aren't here to find. All I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. Take this world and give me Jesus. This is not. turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 31. We'll read through to uh, chapter 26, verse 13. Let's take a look briefly at what we'll be uh, reading about here today. God will separate His obedient followers from pretenders and unbelievers. The real evidence of our beliefs is the way we act. To treat all persons we encounter as if they were Jesus is no easy task. What we do for others demonstrates what we really think about Jesus' words to us, feed the hungry, 
give the homeless a place to stay, look after the sick? How well do your actions separate you from pretenders and unbelievers? Well, Jesus used sheep and goats to picture the division between believers and unbelievers. Sheep and goats often grazed together, but were separated when it came time to shear the sheep. The parable beginning in verse 34 describes acts of mercy we all can do every day. These acts do not depend on wealth, ability, or intelligence. They are simple acts, freely given and freely received. We have really no excuse to neglect those who have deep needs, and we cannot hand over this responsibility to the church or government. Jesus demands our personal involvement in caring for others' needs. There has been much discussion about the identity of the brothers and sisters. Some have said they are the Jews. Others say they're all Christians. Still others say they're suffering people everywhere. Well, such a debate is much like the lawyer's earlier question to Jesus, Who is my neighbor? The point of this parable is not the who, but the what. The importance of serving where service is needed. The focus of this parable is uh, that we should love every person and serve anyone we can. Such love for others glorifies God by reflecting our love for Him. Now, we'll also read about eternal punishment. It takes place in hell, the lake of fire, or Gehenna, the place of punishment after death for all those who refuse to repent. In the Hebrew, three words were used in connection with eternal punishment. Sheol, or the grave, was used in the Hebrew Old Testament to mean the place of the dead, generally thought to be under the earth. Hades is the Greek word for the underworld, the realm of the dead. It's the word used in the New Testament for Sheol. And then uh, Gehenna, or Hell, was named after the uh, valley of Benhanim near Jerusalem, where children were sacrificed by fire to the pagan gods. When Jesus warns against unbelief, He's trying to save us from agonizing eternal punishment. All right, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 8th, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, through chapter 26, verse 16. But when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit upon His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in His presence, and He will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at His right hand, and the goats at His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons, for I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. 
Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. At that same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Psalm 31, verses 9 through 18. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they run the other way. I am ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me, and I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. But I am trusting in you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant. In your unfailing love, rescue me. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I called out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them lie silent in the grave. Silence their lying lips, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 and 13. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech.
This is Kyle. Um, I just like to give an affirmation out to uh, Pete. I mean, you really uh, stepped stepped up a lot. Not that you were ever slacking, but uh, you know, like I got real close to you here in the last couple months, and you know, uh, it's just nice having that that person that 
you know, give me honest, uh, honest advice and their opinions. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I also want to give an affirmation out to, to Joey. I mean, we come in together. Uh, we just have that relationship that, that there's, I don't have with anybody else. I mean, it's just like that, that, uh, that big brother type relationship where you know how to take me, I know how to take you, I can joke with things with you that I can't joke with other people, and it's just nice. I just want to wish you both the best of luck. What's up, guys? This is Matt Behan. I just want to give a little testimony about where I was and what God's doing in my life. Before coming to the refuge, I was uh, broken and lost just like many others. Uh, I was willing to serve Anything and everything that wasn't God, whether it was my girlfriend, money, my job, my friends, it didn't matter. And that ultimately led me back to drugs. And once I started doing drugs again, it consumed my heart like wildfire. It took control of me a lot faster than I ever expected, and it turned me away from the Lord and hardened my heart. Through divine intervention, a group of my friends came and backed me into a corner. They told me what I needed to do in order for God to restore my life. And uh, that really led me to the refuge. And since coming to the refuge, you know, my life has gotten a lot better. You know, it's a daily deliverance process for me every day, you know, putting my sins at the feet of Jesus and, and moving forward. But, um, you know, my desire and my hunger to know Jesus has grown tremendously since I've been here. My prayer life has increased. My desire to read the word, really my overall desire to grow in a more intimate relationship and a deeper relationship with Jesus has just increased and it's been incredible. You know, I just want to encourage everyone to continue pushing forward, to continue to lean on your brothers and sisters in Christ to get you where you need to go and just daily, daily, daily surrender to Christ. Amen. Good morning, guys. Pastor Delaney here. I pray that you guys are doing well. Um, it's always a honor and a privilege to get to share with you on the radio. Um, Today I thought what I might do is give a little of a practical kind of talk uh, today. And you guys have all heard of the, the phrase, a leap of faith. Um, what I'm going to do is put a little twist on that in the next few minutes and encourage you to, if you got a second, to go grab a little piece of paper, or take, the na- take the napkin that you're using and a pencil and um, I'm just going to give you some things on how in your life to develop a faith of leap. So you're used to the leap of faith. Today we're going to talk just a little bit about developing a faith of leap. And one of the things that many people think about Christianity or about Christians is we're kind of this buttoned up, risk averse kind of people. But it's quite the contrary. If we're living the Christian life, we are walking in faith every day, expectantly walking with what God has for us. Uh, a few weeks back at Encounter, I talked a little bit about being expectant in our encounters with the Lord. We're meant to live an adventurous life. And um, we need to be able to be ready to follow wherever Jesus and the Lord want us to go. And so we sometimes are called to take some risks by God. You took a risk by walking into the refuge on a Monday morning. That was a faith of a leap. 
you had faith that what we were going to provide for you in the ministry would be something that would help you, that you would be surrounded by trustworthy people, that the pastors that you were meeting on that Monday were what they said they were. You were taking that risk to step into what we had to offer and hopefully what eventually will be something that moves your life forward, changes things for you, opens up doors of opportunity and hope that you didn't think you could ever have or imagine. And so that took some risk, right? So God is calling us to live a faith-driven, leapy kind of life, for lack of a better term. And so what I want to encourage you today is don't settle for the mediocre. Um, Don't allow yourself just to get into the rut. It's easy to get into the rut, especially when we get to phase three. We're waking up every day and we're going to work and there's a certain routine to the day. Don't allow the routine to create mediocrity. Instead, be constantly looking to the Lord to say, what are areas that I can extend myself? What are areas in my life that I can branch further out into? What are the places, Lord, and the intersections that you have for me that uh, might be a little out of my comfort zone? And so don't be mediocre. If you're given opportunities to serve at a community day at Veritas or when you go to church in phase two, and you know, go over and greet somebody. Shake a hand. Don't be mediocre. be mediocre in the way that you do stuff. Because for the longest time when we've been in addiction and we've been in very mistrusting relationships and the things that go along with that, uh, we've often viewed our life as a threat rather than the wonderful opportunities that the Lord has for us. You know, Ephesians 3 makes it really clear that God wants to do things that we never imagined or could have ever hoped for or dreamed of. But if we look at those things as threatening then we'll never step into them. We'll never allow ourselves to experience the blessing that God has for us. And so we want to look for those opportunities in life and not look at them as threatening. Even those things as simple as a handshake in the church could be the intersection or the relationship that God wants you to have for something further down the road. And so when we get in those situations, we have to do what I talked a little bit about last week, and that was overcoming our fear. And so faith of leaps and leaps of faith are all designed to help us to overcome that. It's naturally um, fearful when we encounter it's, it's It's easy for us to be naturally fearful when we're encountering new situations. And we're constantly giving a lot of change in new situations every day to you guys that are in the ministry. But we shouldn't be fearful of those. Even though they're different, they're not designed to be scary. So pray to the Lord for your faith to be refreshed every day with the words that he gives us in passages like Philippians 4, where he tells us not to be anxious or fearful. Or in in Matthew 6, where he encourages the same thing. The Lord was big about the do not fear thing. And he doesn't want you to walk into your life of fear At all, he wants you to have a life that is faith-driven and willing to leap in situations that sometimes we might not have wanted to leap in before. A couple other things just to wrap up today about taking this faith of leap as we leap into faith every day. And as you're getting ready for your day today, a couple things that I want you just to put in the back pocket and just to remember 
that a life that's led like this uh, allows Jesus to be your role model. For Jesus was full of great adventure. Uh, he lived a life that demanded courage, and he demanded change in the folks that are around him. And he wants you to embrace the same kind of life that he lived, an adventurous life. And so what we want to do is be willing to say, God, wherever you're leading me, Jesus, wherever you're inspiring me to go, I want to step into that and do it in the same way that you did it, with great courage and great trust that the will of God is perfect and the will of God is a promised environment to walk in. And so the last piece of the puzzle today, and I'm going to be a little shorter today, is that when you're taking this leap of faith, don't be afraid of failing. You know, often we have failed. You know, some would say that the fact that you came into the refuge was a a statement that you had failed everything else. Well, don't settle for that. Just because you woke up today gives you wonderful opportunity to be a success today. You have control over that. In your own zone, you have the power today to determine your feelings of success or failure. Make today a successful one. Don't settle for what others might say or the impressions that others might give. Realize that the Lord did not design you for failure today. The Lord designed you for faith today. He didn't design you for fear today. He designed you for courage today. And so as you're getting ready to walk into whatever you're going to do today, wherever you might be within the ministry or whoever else might be listening that's outside the ministry. Do and be ready to take this leap of faith because God does have something amazing settling up for you today. You can trust that. God never asked us to lead mundane lives. God asked us to lead expectant lives. So today, as you get ready for your day, pause, pray, That God will open up amazing doors of opportunity as you take a leap of faith or a faith of leap with him. Have a great week, guys. I look forward to talking to you next week. I sure appreciate and love all of you. Have a great day and a great week. Welcome to the planet Welcome to existence Everyone's here Everyone's here Everybody's watching you now Everybody Welcome to the fallout 
This concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.